Takeover. My name's Nick Brown for Annie Brown for Annie Brown Town, the 14th reason Silver Surfer Top Deck. I'll be your host. I'll be your guide over this next hour. And joining me once again through the wonders of the interweb, we didn't think we'd be going back to Zoom episodes, but here we are face to face. It's Mr. Silky Smooth Cream Cheese, the fashion designer himself, the styles, Mr. Nathan Custis. And Nathan, how you doing, man? You are looking fresh. Styling, profiling, Ric Flair living, Nick. That is what I do. It's WrestleMania season. I'm back. <laughs> I have the WWE Network. I'm wearing my stylish profiling goggles, and I'm back. But I don't like it. Yeah, you look terrible. But that's okay. Um, they can't see you, so we can pretend like you look phenomenal. That's half the battle. Nate, you're like you're pretty fresh out of surgery at the moment. Um, are you feeling good, Nick? I'm scarred, battered, and bruised. What was that? Metallica? What was the tune? <laughs> broke, broken, beaten, battered, scarred. <laughs> broke, be- broke, broken, beaten, and scarred. That's me. So I'm on the road. I'm on the road to recovery, and I'm back at work tomorrow. So this is my last hurrah. And um, hopefully it's the last lockdown hurrah. We can just go back to normal next week. <sighs> Dude, it's... um. Do you think it's going to end on Wednesday, or do you think it's... Uh, do we think you're getting extended again? I'm 50-50. Yeah. I'm 50-50. At the moment, everyone reckons it's going to linger on, but I don't think the amount of numbers is like the equivalent of before. So I think it'll get shut down a lot quicker than before. Because like, I don't think this had happened until there was hundreds of cases. But like, yeah, it's it's very very it's it shocked me, Nick. It shocked me. Well, you know what else has shocked me? All the because of this lockdown, I've had to cancel like all six of my Valentine's Day dates. I, I had so much <laughs> planned for today. I was just, I wasn't, I didn't think I was going to be able to make the show. I was going to be that busy, but here I am, still single and can't get a date at all, Nathan, because it's Valentine's Day. And uh, do we celebrate Valentine's Day here? Oh, Nick, of course, on the backbone love sessions, that's what we do. But I'm just telling you that the best way we got we got six different um, sets of um, Valentine's dates. Is that through Uber Eats or Menu Log? Like we're going to different, <laughs> yeah. different restaurants, different feeds, or what are we doing, mate? I, I've been single for I think every single Valentine's Day, but one in my life. So <laughs> I'm, I'm actually I'm, I'm used to it, mate. This is just how I roll. I think in um in, in in like year ten or something like that, I I broke up with a girl the day before the Valentine's day. day because I forgot it was Valentine's Day and I didn't want to get her a present. <laughs> I oh, the money! That's my KFC, amazing. My KFC funds weren't cutting the uh, the gym at the, at that time. <laughs> what a job! Was that your favorite job that you had? You reckon? Um, yeah, like, I looked back. I so stole far? I stole so much shit, dude. Like I would bring a backpack, and at the if I was doing closing shift, I would they'd say like you're allowed to take one drink. I would literally I bought a mini fridge, be, literally because <laughs> I had that many drinks on me, and I was like I'd ha- I'd take all the iced teas, and at the time they were selling Monster Energy drinks. I don't oh, think they do that God. anymore. But at the time they were, and I just scoff them all down and go home and I play Xbox and drink it all and feel like a mad dog. It was amazing. It was so much fun. But um, you know what else was really fun, Nathan? Uh, go. What, what, what's fun? Being an, me, being an essential worker because, Nathan, I, be, me as an athlete right now playing fifth grade local cricket, I didn't <laughs> think I'd be able to get exemption from this current lockdown. But yesterday we took to the field and in, <laughs> I wish I did. Oh, God. I, my cricket career, I, I didn't tell last week, Nathan, I, you know, casual 25, mate, I won the game for oh. our team. No, no biggie. Mm. I'm just, I'm just here to I'm here to take skulls, and I'm taking skulls all the way through the premiership. But like yesterday, apparently, fifth cricket are not exempt from being athletes. I don't know what the definition of a professional athlete is. I'm on a contract, Nathan. It's a non-paid contract, but it's still a contract. Does that not make me professional? Oh, well, what are we? Are we professional on the backbone um, takeover session? Yeah, that's true. We're not exempt. No way. <laughs> 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 if we're not exempt here, then maybe my cricketing career maybe doesn't get exempt either. I'd call you an athlete, Nick. How's that? How's the ego now? That's all I need, Nathan. I'm rock hard. I am rock hard right now. And um, Two thumbs let's, up. Two thumbs. Three thumbs up, Nathan. I'm not telling you where the third one's coming from. Oh, no. <laughs> Get creative, listeners. Get creative. Damn it. <laughs> um, Nath, I want to talk about... We've got a, only a little bit to talk about here, but I want to talk about something that's a couple weeks old. Um, we couldn't talk about it last week. But we're going to talk about it now. Um, I'm going to call this segment 
uh, influence versus imitation. We've talked about this many times on the show, kind of in like kind of passing, but we've never really dedicated a full segment to it. Uh, it's off the back of something that happened a couple of weeks ago. I was going to try and go through this whole segment without naming bands because I felt like it was not mean, but I felt like it'd be more of a, if you know, you know, scenario. But then when I was trying to write down a few points, it's really hard to go across the whole thing without naming the bands in question. And it's just easier to get your point across that way. So let's talk about this. Um, a couple of weeks ago, a band, a very local band, I think it might've been their first release ever, a band called Tunnel Shine releases a song. Um, someone gets wind of it and sent, must have sent it over to a band called Thornhill and realized that their song is pretty much ripping off Thornhill's coven, right? Like pretty much um, for all accounts. There's been like, I've seen a couple of um, Dropbox links that have been sent around that are comparing the two tracks and it, it's it's pretty blatant. Like if we're being honest yep. here, like in the, you know, there are some cases where you can go like, oh, like for some other bands, you're like, oh, you know, that maybe, maybe they didn't know about it, but this is fucking like, it's not a riff. It's a structure. It's basically the whole song. Um, Thornhill decided to post it and I guess, you know, kind of make a, try and make a meme out of, out of it, which has kind of caused a lot of, a lot of people supporting what Thornhill had done, a lot of backlash on the other end. A bit of backlash for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to like kind of go, I want to try and pick this apart, um, slowly as we kind of go through. And I want to ask just a, a quick question for you, Nave. Why is it? And a lot of what I'm going to say doesn't directly involve with this. It's more just the uh, the, the title of influence versus imitation. Why is it that when bigger bands are, are doing something like this, they get more leeway than smaller bands? I ne- I very rarely see the massive bands get dragged for something like this. You know, like even even um like you look recently, you bring me the Horizon Dear Diary has a section that's pretty much Swerve City by Deftones, right? It's pretty much a ripoff. People were going, oh, but it's a simple riff, so it doesn't count. No, when, when it's a band like Deftones, you know what you're doing. Like, I, maybe they maybe it was in passing or whatever, but it, it's happened. Why is it that bigger bands don't seem to drag each other through or they don't get dragged because of these situations? It's a great question. Probably the profiling, I think, of the, the fans and stuff. Like, if you've got a local band, it's much easier to shit on a local band than it is to, like, shit on a bigger band. Like, I remember... Was it Architects versus uh, um uh what's the band wage they war? played low yeah Wage War so Wage War clearly like they they came out afterwards with the rebuttal oh we actually wrote the song before Doomsday <laughs> came out which is the biggest load of shit of all time but like for whatever reason that stigma's actually gone and didn't stick around so it's very interesting like you say to see this new band versus Thornhill and yeah it really kicked off and like the UNFD social page. It was the UNFD social page where I thought of Nick. I, Nick I, I, I hadn't been on the socials. I had a week off socials and I came back and I saw 1,360 posts on Thornhill versus this band. I couldn't find the, the section of song. I missed out on everything. But um, it is. It, like, unfortunately, with music, like, you're going to have influences no matter who you are. And, like, sometimes, like, through no fault of our own, it was that band that ripped off Floyd Division. We are um, Glass Crown. Yeah, Glass Crown. So you cited with them. Wikipedia famous, of course. <laughs> I didn't cite them. <laughs> put the show on the map you did. Took us worldwide. Missed the worldwide fiesta. Um, or Pitbull, wherever the Pitbull. fuck it was. But I'm telling you, uh, Pitbull. But um, bands, yeah, on the local level, we, we seem to jump down their thrones and say, like, look, come on, guys. Like, there's fair enough. There's influences there. But if you're ripping off a structure, a formula, a uh, vocal pattern, uh, a breakdown of a, like a, an actual breakdown, like it just – we got to be smarter. You got to be like better than that. Like you got to know that people are going to find your music and come at you. And it's so easy now with Twitter and like every band's got a Twitter. So for a Facebook and Instagram, like it's so easy to access things, but um, yeah, very, very harsh. Cause like they've completely, they're going to have to start a new band. Nick. They're going to have to name themselves something different. They're tarnished. They got no, like as that name of that band now, they can't do anything. So it's sad in a way, but yeah, be smarter, Nick. What do you reckon? It's really tough because I'm like, there's so much that goes into this. I, I wonder, like, yeah, as you said, you brought up the Void of Vision one, and I'm pretty sure the band for memory didn't want it to blow up. I'm pretty sure they actually, in the Void of Vision, messaged the band personally, and then someone got a hold of it, and then it kind of turned into a big thing. But yeah. it, it's just funny Social to me media. that, like, the, the two major cases here are both on very local bands. 
like mm. that Glass Crown band, and now with Tunnel Shine. Like, I think that was like literally their first song. If we were to go back, let's be real here. If we were to go back to every band's first track they've ever released, I'm sure we could find some pretty um, obvious influences or maybe oh, God, some yeah. riffs that sound very similar. That's how we wrote music. Like, that's how I know. I know on good authority that a lot of bands write music the way like they get they get together and they're like, I want to write something like this this section. So when does it just become like who's who's the best at ripping? disguising ripping off a band is that is that the best way to do it you have to like it's only it's not about if you sound directly like the band it's the best at like you have to disguise it or something it's just i just find it very curious that um that bands that are starting out and like receiving more backlash than the bigger bands i i very i'm very interested if it was if just say for example and obviously this is a very blatant case but i'm kind of using it as a base for everyone else Mm. We all we all wonder where that line is, and this case mm. definitely crossed the line in the sense of it's it's plagiarism, right? We can call oh, that hundred percent, mate. The but reaction, I'm, I, I, yeah, the reaction of where where it went is the problem. I, I would say I think that it didn't sure. be taken the way it did, and I just like I wonder if a bigger band had ripped off a Thornhill song, and uh, not not to this extent because I don't think it would happen, but maybe a couple of riffs or something like or a chorus or a melody or whatever. If Thornhill yep. would would think about posting about it, I don't think they would. I don't think no, they. Well, I don't think they'd want the heat. They wouldn't want that smoke. No way, dude. And that, and that's the thing. Like when you're on that kind of level of a band, like I, I remember when um the guilt and the grief with Polaris came out. Everyone's like, oh, this is just fucking architects with clean singing. Yeah. Like this is really like they clearly had architects as their influence, and they went to town on that. But now, like they've forged their own path and done their own thing, and like people don't look at that anymore. Like. I remember when they first came out, we're like, fuck, this is just architects, but this is an Aussie band doing it better. Like, we're like, yeah. this is awesome. But now, like, if you're going to flat out copy a part of a song in a section, like, I remember we played, was it a couple of weeks ago, the Day to Remember clip? I gave you a, an Avril, Avril a, an Avril, Avril section. Why didn't that kick off? Why, where, where was the UNFD social page there, Nick? I wanted them to back me up. Like, I, yeah. like <laughs> go, go on a Day to Remember tweet those bastards out, for God's sake. Like, like bands have been doing this for years, they've been ripping off everyone. Like you go back to the fucking fifties, the sixties, people were ripping each other off. Then it's happening now in twenty twenty one. I don't like it, Nick. I don't stand for it. We we like at least we were smart. We copy Let Live. We copy Rage. We copy <laughs> Data. Remember in a breakdown. Yeah. Like we weren't doing one part. We were doing different sections. So people be like, oh, it sounds a little bit like that. You can't come at us, Nick, because we were smarter than them, and they can see us on March twenty, hopefully. So they can come at us all they like. But um, yeah, it's very very um contentious. I think the situation. Yeah, no one listened to us as well, so that kind of helped it. Um, <laughs> when nobody listens to you, no one. It doesn't matter how many bands you rip off. Um, I, I always wonder with this because I was thinking about like somebody mentioned this, and we've mentioned it before, and the, the idea of when when Thornhill did the the post, and it was like in a meme format kind of thing, and like blah blah blah. Can't remember the exact thing. It was like we have Thornhill at home, Thornhill at home, and it was this. Uh, yeah, it was the, the, the mum joke. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's first first rule of comedy: never punch down. And that's where yeah. I think they got a little bit lost here. I, I don't know if this was like a group chat thing that kind of it kind of made itself into real life. It kind of, you know, I don't know. It's just something very strange to me. But I just, you don't punch down like this. I, I That's my, it's my biggest thing. It's borderline mean. When we started this, this show and nobody listened, it didn't matter who we made fun of because nobody listened, right? Now we don't make as fun, much fun as bad, bad bands because we don't want to be like this. There is that line, just like there's a line between influence and imitation. There's that line of criticism and just being, I don't want to say a bully, but being just mean. And I think this is a this is a, a situation where it actually did overstep that mark. For sure. You pick and choose your battles like in, in things like this. And like if you're above something, like if you're talking about a local band, you're not going to be as harsh as you are in a, a massive band who aren't probably going to hear it as bad and take stuff from it. So we pick our battles. We're smarter than that. But um, on a <laughs> scale like this, sometimes <laughs> contentious, but um, like, yeah, Thornhill here. Do you reckon it would have been different if one of the band members had a tweeted it instead of, as Thornhill, like, do you reckon it would have been as much backlash, or what do you, well, what do you reckon I, there? I think it was. That's that's an interesting point. Like the the fact that they actually went through the whole band account is startling, and they kind of they doubled down on it as well in, in a lot of the comments on like on those UNFD social club posts. I saw a couple of them come out, at least one yeah. person come out and kind of like double down on it. And yep. like, I don't know if it's that deep. I think this is a little bit like uh, I just think it's a little bit high school bullshit to me maybe it's just yeah. being a little bit older but like yeah as, like, as i said before like, if every band was judged on their first release like imagine if like 
imagine if Thornhill got bullied off because Tempera sounds like just a rip off Deftones track. Like Chino you know, fucking tweets about. Yeah, out. like it's it's not there's no direct song that it, yeah exactly. Imagine Chino tweeting out this, "Mum, we got Deftones at home, Deftones at home," and it's fucking Thornhill Tempera. Like they get dragged and they probably never make music again. Like that's not exactly. I don't think that's not what we want. Like I know no. that's not the uh, that's not a good outcome. I think people no. looking at it, people are jumping on this and they're doing a bit of a pile on mentality where they're like, "Oh, let's all just bash this band," and like. I like. I'm not saying what they did is good, but I think that the the way that it has been handled, not by only by the band, but by everybody else around yep. it, has kind of been. It's just been very, very shaky. Um, I want to bring up this point because um, I've seen a lot of people on these groups and that use like um, be like, oh, you know, you're very. People are being so hypocritical here. You know, same people who were um, you know, bagging out, uh, defending In Hearts Wake a few weeks ago, and now bagging out this band, and you got to keep the same energy, etc. Like stuff like that. I understand that point, and I do agree that like a lot of these times, people can be very hypocritical. I think every music fan is hypocritical to some degree, us included. Like it's just we play favorites, and that's just how it works. Like you know, we we're gonna give certain bands that we like more leeway than we do others. That's just life. I just I just think that's the way it goes. But I also want to well, say that like there are no two situations that are exactly the same. So when people go like, oh, if you said this, you have to say this. It's like no, well, this is a completely different scenario than what happened a few weeks ago like there are like as much as people might try and put this black and white there is a shit ton of gray area in the middle here where people don't really know the right way to go about things no and exactly right and p- people aren't going to interpret the humor in a certain way from thornhill not knowing who the band is like some people might have gone in and seen that tweet not knowing who thornhill are thinking shit that's really really mean whereas yeah. if you see a band like I, I use this as a perfect example imagine if wind waker had done this and called him out like wind waker are the meme kings they've always they've taken yeah. the piss out of everything i think it would have been um hosed down a lot quicker if, if a band like that had done it but thornhill like they came out a few people posting oh this is their humor but people aren't always going to pick on that if you're a serious band at times and like yeah they might have done memes and stuff over the the time but i think if a band like wind waker had done it it would have been handled a lot different and that band would still be up and about but because it's Thornhill, biggish band, like Sign Band, done a big album last year. It's just, it's brutal, man. I, I, don't, I don't actually like how it's turned out because, like, yes, the track was copied. I've heard a little bit of the snippets later on. The band had potential. Like, to copy a band like Thornhill, you've got to be pretty good still. So, like, there's, <laughs> yeah. but it's, like, it's not like you're copying a, a shitty pop punk band. I'm not going to say, um, <laughs> maybe maybe you can um, call someone out there, Nick. I was waiting for you. But um, uh, like, I'm uh, telling you, like, how long you got? Fuck it out. <laughs> any of them. Just chuck any waiting, of them. You've been giving Drastic Park the um, finger the <laughs> yeah, last couple of episodes. Yeah. So I, was, I was waiting for you to give us a call out. But um, yeah, like, uh, like the potential's there to be a decent band and to be crushed and pushed away like this. Like, it's very sad in a way because, like, oh, we want to see young bands up and coming. And you want, you, you're always going to have influences from bands. So it could have been handled a lot better. It wasn't. And uh, unfortunately, with lockdown, everyone's online, so everyone's going to see it. It's going to yeah. fucking explode everywhere. So it's very disappointing. And this isn't us, like, I, I want to keep this, uh, get this out there. This isn't us, like, trying to drag, like, uh, Thornhill for doing what they did. I understand sometimes, you know, I, I, I honestly think it was, like, a group chat thing where everyone's like, yeah, yeah, no one really cared too much. And I think it may have blown yeah. out of proportion. Like, and that, yeah. that happens, right? Like, yeah. so I, this isn't me going, like, Thornhill, like, like the devil or anything like that, um, because we're all the devil, Nathan. Uh, I mean, <laughs> sorry. Bobby Boucher with his bummer. Bobby Boucher, yeah. Bobby Boucher. That girl's a uh, devil. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just like, it is a situation where like people are trying to say one side is right and the other side is wrong and whichever side you're on here. But the thing is, both sides are wrong. Like there's no, like there's no, if you're all the way over one side, you are wrong. There is not, it's not cool. It's not fun to bat, like to try and you know get a band who have literally 40 Facebook likes at the time of when they release that song to you know, commenting on their stuff going, oh, this is discount, this is a rip-off, this is bullshit. That's not okay. That's mean. Like, that's mean for a band that's- who are just starting out. They just want to release music. You don't know how that song came to be. Could have been one member of the band who literally heard the heard, heard Thornhill and went, yeah, I'll just write a song around this. And then the rest <laughs> of the band didn't yeah. have any clue. Then the song comes out and everyone talks shit about it. And, it's, and they're like, fucking Derek, he's done it again. <laughs> like, last week, last week it was Wind Waker, but they didn't care. <laughs> and then this week it's fucking Thornhill. Like, oh I don't God. There isn't a right situation. Like it wasn't good for the band to do what they did with the song. It is complete plagiarism, and there that is something to an extent you do have to stand out and stamp out. Sorry, and I do understand that for sure. Yeah, but there are levels to it, and I think being this harsh to a band like let's 
I, I wrote a couple examples here, Nathan. Bellhaven, forget me. Opening riff is exactly the same as the used I caught fire. Uh, yep. Bring me the horizon, dear diary. Deftone, Swerve City. Hands like houses, space is exactly the same as bring me the horizons in the dark. Uh, Data remembers paranoia is exactly the same as that stick to your gun song. I couldn't find out what the song was called, David. I was trying. Uh, nobody. There you go. Nobody. That's probably, that's probably it. And if you listen to any Machine Gun Kelly song, it is a literal ripoff from twenty years ago pop punk. <laughs> but nobody calls them out. It's nah. like, what, because they're big, they're not allowed to call them out? Is it because people only like um, getting excited on the internet over it because they think they're going to get a response from the band? Because, like, Probably, you know, if, you, yeah. if you if you make fun of A Day to Remember, they're not going to give a shit. They're fucking A no. Day to Remember. And you also <laughs> never see two big bands, like, go at it about this kind of stuff because they don't nah. give a shit. They've got better nah. things to do. Architects didn't get pissy over Wage Wars low. Did not no. care at all because it's like, who gives a fuck? Like, it's just like, yeah, go cool. It. Yeah, like, you, you're going to be, tr- you try and be discount architects, we'll just be architects. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, there's no, and I'm not even a huge architects guy these days, but it's like, no. that's okay. Like, there's no issue there. I think, if anything, people would listen to that Wage War song and be like, oh, man. And, like, you'd see all the comments and all the comments would be like, it sounds like Architects. Architects probably get more fans because of it. They're like, oh, wow, this yeah, sounds like, sure. I like this song. I'm going to go back over to this band. Like, I'm it's listening. just something, it's something mental to me. And I get the idea. I've seen a lot of comments saying, like, oh, metalcore all sounds the same. Or, like, you know, metalcore band sounds like metalcore band. What a surprise. And to an extent, that is and not a bad argument. It's not 100% untrue because a lot of metalcore does sound the same. If, we're gonna, if we realistically went through all the breakdowns that sound the same, we'd be here all fucking day, of course, because breakdowns do sound very similar. Oh, but, God, yeah. But in this instance with this um, Thornhill Tunnel Shine situation, it was more than just a metalcore song sounding like a metalcore song. It was a bit more than that. So, like... I don't know. Like, I don't know where my complete answer is here. I'm just kind of talking in circles, trying to come at it from a few different angles and trying to um, approach it differently. But it just, it was just a fascinating couple of days. It really was, it was madness. And it was so fun to be just kind of on the outer. I remember commenting on the whole thing. I'm like, I, I literally said something along the lines of everyone's going on about it. And I'm like, man, fuck. I'm glad Tom Morello never listened to Static Revenue back in the day. Because it's like, <laughs> if, if he listened to, if he listened to the, the, um, the riff and uh, the verse of Faith show, he'd be like, oh, that's Bulls on Parade reworked. Like, yeah, like, but that's how people, that's how bands write music. <laughs> like there is... Like, there's a thing about that. I don't know. There's just, there's so many ways to go about it, Nafe. Um, before we get out, do you have any cl- closing thoughts, uh, Your Honor? <laughs> oh, well, as I wear my, <laughs> instead of having one of those little, like, the hammer things, I've got my sunnies as Joe Fury Executioner. <laughs> so when I go up with them, yeah, unfortunately, people can't say that. But no, unfortunately, there's a difference between copying someone and, like, having an influence. And I think on this occasion, the band got it wrong. And I yep. think they could have done it differently, but also they didn't need to be called out the way they were. So I'm still on the fence too, but um, they, they both need a smack on the butt, Nick. How's that? Where, okay, where, where do you think the – like, I know it's very hard. You can't really put a black and white uh, answer here. Where is the line to you? Like, when, oh, when, this, you hear, when you hear a riff, right? Like, so just say – A riff's different to this, but yeah. yeah. So, okay, yeah. well, if we go back to that um, Glass Crown, Void of Vision thing, mm. is that okay? Or was that too much? Because it, to me, that's a bit too much as well. I think that's pretty much like for like, and that's a bit bullshit. The worst part is the singer came out and said that he hadn't heard the song, but he'd heard Void of Vision before. Dickhead, just double down and say you haven't oh, heard of Void of Vision. Like, they're not the biggest band in the world. You could probably get away with that, guys. <laughs> like, that was come silly on, Danny. But like, where, like, as you said, like, you know, there's riffs that come across and then people go, oh, it's only a riff. But like, okay, then why do people call out that band for that riff? Like, where, where's that line? Where, why are some riffs getting called out and some aren't? Yeah, I think the difference is some riffs are actually spot on for ripoffs, and yep. like if you're going spot on and like literally chord for chord, progression for progression, that's no good. I don't like that. Like you can work, you can rework a progression chord or different little things and sections to make it sound different. If you're going identical parts, like that's completely different. I don't like that sort of thing. But if you're taking snippets, I'm a, I'm a little bit more leeway-ish because and I'm, rework. I, it there's only. There's not, exactly, just rework it a little bit. There's only so many chords on a guitar. There's only so many yeah. fucking things you can play without it sound, like, sounding the same. And all these metalcore bands are in the same tuning for every song, mate. So at, at some stage of the day, you're going to yeah. start sounding repetitive. So unfortunately with that kind of music, unless you like, I'm not going to mention his name, but an artist that we like that's in a lot of trouble now, but like he'd change up a sound from album to album and get away with it. But in our era now, like bands aren't really doing that. Architects are trying, but um, yeah. 
Yeah, whether they're doing it well or not, that's a different story, Nick. Man. That's a, <laughs> that's up for debate. But yeah, interesting times, mate. Yeah, it's it's, it's fascinating, man. Um, I wanted to get that out. I, I'm just, it's just a really weird one. Like I, it I've, is. I've spoken it's to odd. many. I've spent spoken to many people about it. Um, I've spoken to people who are in bands. I've spoken to people who are not in bands, and everyone's kind of got that. Like a lot of people don't want to talk about it because I think they're scared to have an opinion on it because they're like, oh, I, don't trouble, piss, yep. I don't want to piss anyone off, kind of thing. And I'm like, I'm not. I'm literally. Not, I'm not fucking Keemstar. I'm not going to leak it onto the fucking news site. <laughs> 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 not TMZ yet, Nick. Yeah, I don't know. Not, not quite. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, I, it's just fascinating to me, man. Um, let's move on, Nate, while we can. Um, let's lighten things up. Do we have a quiz today? Oh, do I have a quiz? Of course, I have a quiz. It's not very, it's not very good, but um, be ready. Never, it never is. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> we'll kick off with um question number one in my Showtime goggles. True or false, Nick Brown? Polaris played before Knock Loose at Unified 2018 on the Friday. Mm, Polaris played before Knock Loose at Unified 2018 on the Friday. Fuck. Um. I'm gonna say. Remember, false. there was a big wait for. Remember, there was a big wait for um, pit, um, Bitcoin at that yeah. one, and um, a lot of people missed Polaris. Yeah, so I think mm-hmm. I think Knock Loose played after him. False. They followed him. Oh, really? There you go. So Knock Loose played before Polaris, which I could not believe on reflection. I looked at the um, the set yeah. times. I'm like, wow, wait, that's pretty cool. Um, also, <laughs> I look back Nick at that Friday for um, Unify. Looking back, dude, we had Parkway finish off the day and Architects played before him. Yeah. That is, like, when you, on reflection, like, I know we're going through a lot of shit now with, like, Unify potentially happening, not happening, internationals, whatever, but I look back at Architects' set for that day. Do you want to have a, do you want to have a listen to what it was? Oh, you turned, what their set list was? So this is Architects back when we really, like, this is probably peak era Architects for me, but um, yep. do you want to hear their set? Yeah, so, go for it. A match made in heaven Banger. into downfall. Banger. Into, into naysayer. Banger. Into Broken Cross. Banger. In, into Death Wish. Banger. Into Gravity. Banger. Into These Colors Don't Run. Greatest song of all time. Didn't play it at Unify 2020. <laughs> I'm still pissed off. <laughs> into Phantom Fear. Yeah, not bad. Into Nihilist. Great song. Into Gravedigger. Mm, fuck me, yeah. With, a, with an encore of Doomsday and Gone with the Wind. Fuck me. Um, that's, that's an all, that's some 41 all killer, no filler right there. Um, dude, like, and what a fucking comparison and um, a contrast to what their set last year was. In 2020, yeah. It just felt so dead and so bare. Um, Mate. Yeah. It, it was a while, like, to have Parkway Architects knock loose and Polaris, and that's just- In the, the one day. Like, yeah. The On a Friday, like yeah. I can think of. I'm sure there's yeah. other good bands as well, but like that's- I'll give you another question next week on that day, but yeah, dude, those four bands, like now looking at it, are four of the biggest bands in the scene, and we got them on one day at Unify, yeah. so we we're pretty lucky in hindsight, and that's the thing, like when we look back over the years at Unify, that's its greatest strength. You're going to see the bands and look back and go, whoa, that was really cool. Nick, yeah. question two. Yes. I wake up and piss excellence is a quote from which movie? One, Anchorman. Two, Borat. Three, Talladega Nights. Or four, Step Brothers. Okay, so it's not Borat. It's not Step Brothers. I'm going to say it's from the beautiful mouth of Ricky Bobby. Yeah, correct. <laughs> Talladega Nights, baby. <laughs> what, a oh, what a movie. What a quote. I wake up and piss excellence. That's the audaciousness of the band. All right, Nick. Three, name me five bands that played on the main stage of Soundwave 2013. Uh, five bands played the main stage of Soundway 2013. Okay, easy. Yep. So um, 1A, Metallica, 1B. Yep. Yep. Um, Lincoln Park, Slayer. Correct. Yep. A Perfect Circle. Uh, they incorrect. They got, they got moved. They actually they, got moved. Really? Um, okay, yeah. Stone Sour played it. Correct, yes. And I missed cro- them. And Crossfaith were the first band on. Crossfaith opened up. Can you name me any more? The Blackout played it. Um, they did, correct. Did Caius Lives play that stage? Caius Lives, yep, yep. A- Anthrax? Anthrax, correct. Fuck, I'm getting pretty good at this. Um, you are. Fuck. Uh, Paramore didn't play it. Cypress Hill didn't play it. Uh, no, Cypress got it. moved. Yeah, they all got moved. Um, nah, give me the rest. Give me the rest. Here we go. Uh, Blink, so a member of um, oh, yeah, MGK's, Blink. Yeah. MGK's um. <laughs> but he's he, he's his drummer now, and then also I'm pretty sure Bullet got moved over to there. So I think they played the stage. But Nick, my next question: Yes, can you, 
speaking of so that was stage one A one B. Can you no, name no. me five bands that played on either two A or two B for me? Yeah, easy. Soundwave thirteen. Um, okay, uh, the Offspring, Paramore, yes. Cypress yes. Hill, Sum Forty One, yes. Billy yes. Talent. Fuck off. Oh mate, how good? How good? Can you name me? <laughs> can you name me any others? Flogging Molly played it. Correct. Um, um Ah, oh, fuck. I'm a perfect circle with... got moved there. A perfect, uh, perfect circle got circle. moved. Garbage yeah. played it. Garbage, yep. And That's um, all you really need. That's all that matters. Yeah, that's <laughs> all that matters. <laughs> Dude, I look back at... um. That's another thing I look back at. The actual um, the, the stage down from that. I actually had a couple of questions I was going to ask you. I thought it might be a topic one day, but it was Bring Me, Amity. Yep. Um, I think it was... Oh, pop punk band, all time low. Um, Pierce Ghost the played on this stage. Pierce the Veil. That, that other stage underneath the two A two B was <laughs> fucking like I'm telling you, like that's festival headline and out would do the download in Australia easily or a good yeah. thing. Like that stage, we might go through that another day. But um, dude, five. Who had more songs in the backbone? Hundred in 2019. Wind Waker or Waybridge? Um. Okay, Waybridge would have had. Hmm, I'm gonna say. I'm going to say Wind Waker had three, Waybridge had two. How confident? Not I... very. I'm not very confident here. I'm really struggling. <laughs> so you've even gone the numbers. Yeah, I've, I've, yeah, I have to go all out. Uh, I'm going to go 3 2, Wind Waker. It could be 4 3, Wind Waker, but I'm going to go 3 reckon 4 3. Okay. No, I'm going to go Just 3 2. So 3 2. So Empire versus um, Buddy Limbonic Resonance. I'm pretty sure the two EPs off the top of my head, not looking at a sheet. Uh, Wind Waker correct, three to two. So you you are correct once again. Well done, Nick Brown. Nick, six, who am I? I'm an international band with two names. International band with two names. Wage War. Oh, that's a great guess. No, incorrect. Nick, two more um, little snippets for you. I'm world famous after a movie. I've gone on tour with the Foo Fighters, Pearl Jam, and Tool, amongst others, playing Reading Festival and Rock and Ring. Guess. Fuck. I'm... Famous after a movie. That's kind of stumped me. Um, mm. um, Chuck No Captain Chuck. <laughs> Whatever that band's called. They're named after that a movie, aren't they? That's, that's scene band. Um, that's a great guess. I was pretty sure they have four names, four words in their name. But I'll pay you two points for um, guessing that, and I'll give you one more hint. My yep. name is split up into two cheeks. You should be able to get that. Split up into two cheeks? Mm. Oh, Tenacious D. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> oh, that's going. Well done, Nick Brown. Nick, another one for you. This is a personal question. Who was yes. the fourth band on tour? I'll see your memory on this one. Who was the fourth band on tour with Amity on the 2012 Chasing Ghost Australian tour? So um, Amity, Ghost Amity. Thought Architects, and who? Buried in Verona. Correct, Nick Brown. Well played. Are they going to come back for Unify one day? Who knows? I hope so. I'd love to see them back for a... Uh... For an, I don't know, just a show. Yeah, anything. I think that'd be really fun. Like, like they could be do the hand of mercy of twenty nineteen. That'd be good. Fuck yeah! No, I really, really like that. That would be really cool to see. They had a couple of really good songs. Um, Nick, who, what was of Mice and Men's first single? A, seven thousand miles for what? B, second and Sebring. C, those in glass houses. Or D, YDG. Hmm. The first single. I'm gonna say they didn't start with second and Sebring just because. I think it's too obvious, but mm. it might be the correct answer. Um, mm. And for those in glass houses and YDG, I'm going to go for those in glass houses. See. Well, that's a great guess, but incorrect. Sorry, your first one of the day. So that was the third single. Ooh. 7,000 miles for what was the first single? Second Ooh, okay. and Sebring number two, and those in glass houses three. YDG was it somehow, but um, anyway, okay. moving go. on. Nick, who am I? I'm an international band with one name. <laughs> Tool. Oh, that's a great guess. You're going to love the last question. I'm Nick, no, but I'm named after an ordinary person that belongs to a country. Um, citizen. And Correct. Hey! That, was a good, that was a very good clue, wasn't it? Cop that. That wasn't bad. Um, wasn't bad. So, 10, Nick, true or false, Maynard James Keenan from Tool featured in the movie Crank with Jason Statham. Um, true or false? Um. I should say true, but knowing you, it was someone else with a fuck like just another musician who featured there. So it was like Dave Grohl or someone like someone good. I'm going to say true. I'm going to keep it as true. Um, I'm going to say it's false on a technicality because um, oh fuck off, te- what are you done? Because because technically he was in um, Crank Two, but I, I said was he in Crank? So Crank was Crank One. So 
It was actually in Crank 2. No, you correct. Crank. Yeah, Crank 2. He was in Crank 2. One day Sorry, I mate. will I will kill you. <laughs> How'd you go? How was that? That was pretty Step good. back into history. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. I like it. <laughs> Maynard James Keenan. What a shitty name. Yeah, terrible. Uh, is that the last question? Yeah, mate. Hold on. Perfect. I love it. Uh, Nathan, time for pot shots. Quick question, quick answers. Um, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Um, you can go first, Nick Brown. Nathan, architects have weak breakdowns, yay or nay. Now, I'm not talking about old architects. I'm not talking about like they, these colors don't run. They um, do I'm not, now. I'm, yeah, I'm not talking about um, even if you win, you're still a rat. Probably the, two of their best breakdowns. Um, mm. I'm, yeah, I'm talking their last couple albums. I just don't, like when they hit breakdowns these days, I just don't feel it. Like I don't like. They're I old don't man go, breakdowns. I don't have that stank on it. Like you know, you don't get that stank face listening to fucking architects these days. And that's not a mess. That's not a bad thing in any sense. But like, you know, when people are like, oh, that breakdown. I'm excited. I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah, get ready for that architects breakdown. It hits, and I'm like, ah, oh, that's that was just kind of a bit shit. <laughs> like, that's my opinion. What do you think? I was giving you my stank face. Oh fucking hell! I sorry, I didn't even have your face sorry, up on uh, the screen. Yeah, was, yeah, no, I was snarling. <laughs> I was snarling at you. Fantastic. Well, when you get well, when you make famous a little line called "bleh" and you get rid of the "bleh," <laughs> what true. else do I have to say, Nick Brown? It's like, true. Your, your breakdowns don't hit the same. They're, they're old man breakdowns now, and like they are just an alt rock band at the moment, going down the Bring Me Path. So they completely changed as a band. So the breakdowns of old are gone, which really it's it's sad when you look back at that unified playlist. I just. Oh, the set list <laughs> that I just showed you. But um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with Architects from here. But um, to you, Nick Brown, bands don't release enough merch, yay or nay? Oh, um, this is case by case. But I, I no, like, no, I think no. I think bands, re- I think bands understand their demand a lot of the time and they, they release merch according to that. Um, I think a lot of bands release shit merch. Uh, a lot of shirts I see are pretty garbage and I, that's from every level of bands from very small to very big. Um, but I don't know if like, uh, like I think bands should be more creative. Like I saw Gravemind doing a mouse pads and I'm like, I need a mouse pad. So I'm probably going to get that. Um, so like, I need to see Gravemind live again. God damn it. They're one of those bands I really want to see live. That's sad. Now I'm sad, Nathan. Thanks for that. Uh, but I don't know. Like, I, I I don't know if they release not enough merch. I just think people, bands need to get more creative with merch. That's that's probably my best answer. Do you reckon if we have another period of no gigs and stuff, they should do a little bit more in terms of merch and like t-shirts and well, you know, that's the a way is, they could do bands, it. Like the thing, like bands who aren't signed in that. The problem is that if they're not if they're on lockdown and they're not working or anything like that, they're not making that income. They're like, well, yeah. Dude, like, do we want to take that risk of making a bunch of merch and maybe not getting that payback? Because, like, you know, not every every bit of merch sells. Not every band is good yep. at selling merch. Like, there's just something about that. But, um, yeah, look, there's another lockdown. Um, I- I'm not going to have any money, so just send it all at, just at my PO box. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, still waiting for, I'm still waiting for a vinyl to be converted to vinyl. Yeah, yeah just- I, just, I, just, I, still, I just think bands could maybe advertise it a bit more. I just don't yeah. see merch advertised enough for some bands these days because the bands that do when they put together a bundle, it looks so damn sexy and every single time, yeah. like, mate. But um, yeah, continue. Your next one. Uh, Nathan, Joaquin Phoenix was a better Joker than Heath Ledger. Yay or nay? Ooh, I, watched, wow. I, watched the jo- I watched the Joker last night, sorry. How'd you go? Did you enjoy it more the second time than the first time? I think I enjoyed it more the first time. There are a couple of things I don't like about the movie. Um, yeah. The relationship with the girl and the um like the reveal Weird. that she was never there it's just half-assed yeah. to me it's a yeah. little bit just doesn't really go anywhere and that's probably it but like that they're the, that's the main one that kind of and it just annoys me a little bit but um yeah I th- with- i'm still going heath i, I think yeah. the legacy of his joker led into what joaquin phoenix did with his so yeah. and i think it, i think if Heath got full reign on an actual proper movie like instead of being a character yeah. i think that would have been I think that would have been pretty like brutal viewing. So I, I think if he got to be the, the Joker that Joaquin did, he would yeah. have been better. But um, dude, that's a great point. You know, um, like I was literally I was watching someone um who worked on the Dark Knight um be interviewed about Heath Ledger and that. And yeah, like the when Jared Leto for Suicide Squad, like there was all these stories about him like sending like dead animals to other castmates and shit like that. Like yeah, it's just, scary like, shit. It's like. Shut up! Like it's not that deep to get. <laughs> like no. fucking hell! Like and then he and then he pulls out that shit performance. It's like oh, you're an idiot. Um, but like apparently Heath Ledger was like just 
chill as hell. Like he wasn't like this. It wasn't like he's like in the moment. He's not like this character all the time. As soon as they went cut, he's like, okay, what's what's been going on, man? Like he was just really, he was just a good dude to hang around. Just an Aussie dude. Which I just find that funny because like every time like someone plays like a dark character, everyone talks about like, oh, you just had to get get in this mindset and you know, he's just doing all this crazy shit. And it's like, just settle, settle down. Like you can be just a decent guy. I repeat, Heath Ledger, of course. What did that South Park um, episode do about acting? Did that not teach you everything that you needed to know? What's the South Park episode about acting again? Do you remember they, talk, they talked about acting and like how people were acting. They had like the characters of acting and stuff. Oh, uh, yeah, they did too. Yeah. yeah <laughs> they, uh, that's all you need to know, Nick Brown. But um, yeah, I'm telling you, I'm backing in now, boy. Heath. Um, Nick Brown, <laughs> yeah. full, full tilt Melbourne won't happen. Yeah or nay? Oh, fuck. Um, I must admit, since the lockdown, I haven't really thought about it at all. So this is kind of a good possibility. I'm going to say it happens. I'm going to say it does happen. I just I just want to believe, Nathan. I don't believe in much these days. But uh, don't I stop just, believing. I just... Don't stop me now. Sorry, that's a different song. That's Queen. <laughs> What's that? I'm thinking of Journey, but that's uh, all right. Yeah, I know. <laughs> what was my song? I'm shooting down Britain through the sky. Uh, the Queen and... The, the, the Queen and... Um, yeah. Queen song. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like the thing. Having a ball. I like. Yeah. I like to think it's happening. I just want to think it's happening. Um, I can't deal with another festival being cancelled, um, especially if festival has such a good lineup. Full tilt looks sick. Looks so good. And we'll uh, still get Brisbane. It's just a matter of if we can travel by that stage. Hopefully, yeah, it is. That, like, that's the other thing. Fuck me. If the lockdown, yeah. As long as it's only five days, will be sweet. Because I'm really pissed. I, I, I thought we we're going to be going to the footy and stuff, but this really just it pisses me off to the fact I think that we're going to have to have weeks of zero cases until they make a decision again. It just pisses me off. But yeah. yeah. Uh, next one for you, Nick Brent. Uh, last one for me, Nave. We should write a song and do a featured double XL song using featuredx.com, yay or nay. Oh, why not? I'm telling you now. Like, who are, you, you who are your vocalists? It, who are you going for? You, you want some stank? I'm going, cut. what's the loathe guy? Is it Kadeem? Is yep. he the loathe guy? Yeah, yep. I want Kadeem. I, I want him to come in with some screamed edgy vocals over the top of one of your raps and um oh no i'm not uh, on it nathan get me the fuck away from this song (laughs) i'm gonna i'm doing ad-libs i'll do (laughs) ad-libs i'll just do a's and yes (laughs) well if that's the case a gloomy and kadeem they've already done a a thing on buddy was it peace on the on the glue ep back in the day was it pretty sure they did i think it was i don't don't, don't fucking know what they did but i'm telling you baldy locks baldy locks and kadeem what a tag team that'd be awesome i hate him (laughs) what about you what would yours be um, going off the website, I go Dill from Gravemind, Lockie from Alpha, yeah. Booker yeah. from Make Them Suffer, and mm. I will give Mikey a gig on the sole basis of he has to write the whole song as well, but not get paid for it. Uh, so we're gonna go through all that, and then uh, and then we'll make zero money. It'd be great. Oh my god! Just reminded me of maths right there with Booker. So, oh yeah, that's coming soon. When's that on? Can't wait. Soon? Uh, I'm pretty sure it's a couple of weeks away. Might might even be next week. Perfect. Okay. I'll watch. I'll literally watch probably the first episode and that's it. But yeah, it'll be fun. <laughs> oh, I'll get hooked. Oh, I love sloppy <laughs> shit like that. Nick Brown, last one. No one cares about music videos in 2021. Yeah or nay? No, that's a nay. Nathan, I love a good music video. I remember watching the burns to the sky and being blown away, being felt like I was taken on Interstellar with Matthew McConaughey. I remember watching um, Akudama and being fe- felt like I was in the most incredible anime movie of all time. And um, also a couple of Modern Warfare 2 montages in there, which made me very laugh very hard. But I must admit, music videos kind of suck. Um, they, they're all the same. Um, I also cannot stand when music videos try to have like have like a minute of backstory before the song actually plays. That pisses me off. Never been more pissed off in my life than when Lady Gaga releases fucking Telephone and the first three minutes of the song is just her and Beyonce just kind of driving into the desert. What are you doing? Sing the fucking song. I don't care about this backstory. It doesn't bother I'll raise me. You. Well, go for it. I'll raise you that and go buddy R and dressing up as a Tiger supporter and singing that Richard oh, theme song. God. But, I've, never, I've never thrown up so much in my life. But like, I'm telling you now, I'm a massive Richmond fan. But when I saw that and them trying to win out hearts, like it's not going to happen that way, boys. I was waiting for Dusty Martin to come and just don't argue his face off. would have been fucking fantastic. <laughs> Imagine him running through Joel Birch. Imagine yeah. that. God damn it. How good's Dustin Martin? How good's Tom Brady? How good's us? We're just the best. <laughs> yeah, Tom Brady's the goat. Yeah, He's the great. goat. Is he the best? Of, you know when they like now they're bringing up the, like the the greatest sport the greatest goat sportsman of all time kind of thing. And yep. like a lot of people bring up Don Bradman. 
does he count? Like, do we count him? Because it was like it was like fucking when in the fifties or sixties or some shit, wasn't it? Like, how long ago was that? Yeah, well, Australia actually have a, a very interesting history of dominant sports people. Yeah. My dad told me that we got this chick, someone Mackay. I don't know. She was number one, and she didn't lose a match in so squash, like professional squash. Oh, I love Fif- squash. Fifteen years she went without losing a match. So fifteen <laughs> oh years God. undefeated. Heather McCoy, I think her name's Heather McCoy. Google that if you're if you're listening. Um, yeah, my dad gave me some things. I'm like Margaret Court copping a lot of shit now. She won the most Grand Slams. Rod Laver, he's got an arena. Won the most Grand Slams tennis. John Bradman, the the greatest cricketer ever, hundred averaging a hundred. Like Tom Brady, no, though now and like the um the Super Bowl era as they call it after the nineteen, I think it was nineteen sixty the first Super Bowl was. So yeah, he's now won seven Super Bowls and been a ten. The next best is four. Um, yeah. Joe Montana and. He's probably going to win another one next year. Like their team's loaded, so that guy is like literally twice as good in the modern age of technology with sports science. So, mate, he's a top like three probably athlete ever now, which is unbelievable when you look at him. You know, it's hilarious because like he's. I don't want to like. I need to say this nicely. He's like barely an athlete as well, which makes he's, it so much yeah, funnier. Thing, like he does ball. <laughs> he just throws a ball, mate, and like. Everyone says, like, so Patrick Mahomes, we played against, got absolutely just destroyed. Like, he's offense, offensive line, just he, he's running everywhere. But Tom Brady barely moves in the pocket. So <laughs> he's got good people defending him. He doesn't move. He throws the ball 20 meters here, 10 meters there, hands it off to the running back occasionally. But he's smart and he's made a career of it. And now he's, mate, he's just smart. And yeah, to be that good, it's just ridiculous. When they talk about, like, the goats of all time in terms of sport, and the, the thing that I always bring up is, like, when you bring up, like, tennis, right? And people are like, who, who's, the goat, sport, who's, yeah. who's the goat of tennis, right? But if you ask 100 people that, you're going to get a bunch of different answers. There's going to be about yeah. 10 to 15 different people people uh, like people keep bringing up. It's the same with AFL. You can't have a goat of all time in AFL. There's no like, there's no definitive greatest player of all time. They're just errors. Yep. Like, yeah, and, like, this is, like, if you ask uh, 20 people, People. You're going to have some people say fucking Lee Matthews and some people say John Coleman and some people say Tony Locker. Like, like, yeah, Kerry, like, there's just like, you, there's no, like, it's no argument. Like, the only, Tom Brady is just so far above everyone. He is he, now. Yeah. It's just After him. This one. Yeah. And like now, and the, like LeBron's almost hurting Jordan's argument now because now he's trying to get into that conversation, which hurts the argument of being the GOAT of all time. Because if you're not the GOAT of your actual sport, like, unequivalently you know, your own goat, then it's hard to be the goat of every sport kind of thing. Mm, LeBron's going to catch him. Uh, it's going to happen, mate. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. He's going to win the MVP this year. They're going to win the title. He's going to be up to five. Then he only needs one more to catch him. I love it. I love every part of it. So we've got Dusty, Tom Brady, LeBron, <laughs> Backbone. Well, it's incredible. We, we, <laughs> it's incredible company. <laughs> if Dusty at 30 gets two more flags, he's... Yeah. Like in the if he wins another two flags and two normies, like he he might be the one for the AFL to finally make that his own as yeah. the goat. Like Look, really, if one, he won yeah. if he won one more flag and another like one flag, one Norman, one Brownlow, I think mm. it's him. I think it's him. Like I don't think you can top that. Like until someone people people now think it's easy to win a Norm Smith because Dusty's won three. Like people like talk about it as if like oh it's just a Norm Smith. It's like fuck off. Like it's the biggest game of the year. Do yourself a favor and go look at his stats from like his second and third year. I, I, yeah. I was looking at it the other day. He was he was having twenty seven and kicking five in his second year. Like he was just, <laughs> he was taking the piss from the start. Like we appreciated it, but now he's winning flags. It's, it's all done, all over. He's, he's the greatest of all time. Fuck it, I'm saying it now. <laughs> him, him, Brady, backbone. That's all it wow. is. Uh, what a comp- what a lethal combination that is. Uh, fuck off, Mikey. Uh, sorry, I got the sleep to sneak that in. Sorry, body locks. Um, Nathan, let's talk new music before we get out of here. Um, there's been like a little bit of good music that's come out. There's been a lot of bands releasing music. What are you any any standouts for you? Oh, there's been a heap this week, Nick. So what do we got? So Architects had a song, Meteor. We'll probably talk about that when the album comes out. So Feb 26, two weeks. We'll talk a bit more about that. But while she sleeps, they had a pretty yep. good song. Yeah. Uh, so you are. You are all you need. What do you think of this? Yeah, I quite like it. I, I think I listened to it for the weekly breakdown. And like, again, like that's, it's all like my first listens. And I was kind of, I was impressed. I was like, sound it good. Um, it, it's, the classic, it's classic while she sleeps. Like if you like while she yeah. sleeps and you're not sick of that sound, 
you'll love this song. Like if you yeah. are looking for something different, you probably won't gravitate to this one as much. Um, it's a lot better than the Crossface song. I'm over Crossface. I just don't like them anymore. Yeah, I'm, I, off, I'm sorry. Yeah. I can't get. I can't get behind this band who keep uh, just release the most predictable music every time I listen to them. What have I got written? I got yeah. So dead or alive, Crossface, same old formula. Musically great, vocally average. So that was my yeah. summary for. For that song, but yeah, Sleep Society is the album Nick for While She Sleeps coming out April 16. So Woo! this 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 song was track two, so it wasn't the first track. So okay, maybe the maybe the first track's an intro song. Yeah, I don't know, but yeah, yeah. yeah well, it, it says they got eleven tracks on that. But dude, the Blood Nut, Matty Welsh, his yeah. vocals on that was awesome. Um, slowly, slowly got a new song featuring Michaela from Yours Truly. So their um double sided extended release of Race Car Blues comes out on the 26th of Feb, same date as. Architects, pretty decent song, three and a half minutes. Um, also, Nick, we got a bunch of these bands that release music. They got albums and EPs coming out. So, Stepson, what do you think of that song? So, Deep Asleep, I that came get, out. I don't get the hype. I don't. I don't get it. I don't get Stepson. I don't know what it is. I've never like. I don't think I've listened to. A Stepson you have to be song. a Stepson to be a Stepson fan, Nick. Is that what oh, it is? Man. Whoa, that's fucking... think about that. <laughs> that's wild. <laughs> Holy shit! I don't know. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I'm throwing it out there. I, I wish I wish John Farnham's song was "We're all someone's daughters, we're all someone's stepson." <laughs> uh, that'd make you think so much easier. <laughs> but um, no, I, I don't get. Yeah. It. I don't get. I like. I like them. They're fine, but they don't separate. Like for a band who signed a sharp tone, I just expect more. That's just me. Yeah. So they got an album, "Help Me Help You," coming out March 26th through Sharp Tone. But Nick, the one I actually had written there about this. They were part of that massive Impericon Never Say Die tour in Europe. So they had Polaris headline in that festival oh, with Amua, yeah. Currents, Spite, Invent Animate, and Our Boys Greyborn. So wow. they were a part of that. I don't think that's going to happen now. But, dude, like, when you look back on that tour in five years, like, that's going to be a monster. And that's probably not going to happen now, which is really disappointing. A um, couple of other things I got. So, Nick, the lady versus Rafa. The, the Aussie Open during the week, giving him the bird. Did you see this? <laughs> the One most, of the greatest. <laughs> the How most, was that for a boss move? <laughs> it's the most W. Like, uh, my mate, one of my mates tagged me in it as, like, classic heel move. It's, like, the biggest WWE bad guy per- thing of all time. It's so good. Like, in, in defiantly a bad guy. Like, bad girl, obviously. I like, But, like, just the way, like, the camera pans over. Just the middle thing. The like, bird. that's so good. <laughs> like, and good on good on Rafa for just kind of laughing it off. I would have done it it too <laughs> like oh ah, it's god fantastic. dude i love i love so much at this uh nick so just on that so Bellhaven new song nobody likes a hospital what do you think cv screaming throughout was pretty good yeah i like the song actually um it's one of my favorite one of the better Bellhaven songs i've heard especially in, in recent memory um mm. so like yeah I'm, I'm i'm very interested they've got an ep coming out don't they not an album right or yes ep coming april 16 called time changes nothing so typical emo title there and um yeah, completely different to Moving On, which was their 2020 song. I didn't think much of it. Um, nobody likes a hospital. Um, you know what else I, fucking, a deep... I love? Go on, mate. Yeah. Go no, on. I hate, sorry. What is, not love, hate. You know, tennis. So, like, Aussie Open's going on right now. What's the best thing about tennis, Nathan? I'll give you one chance to guess this. Oh, Aces? Incorrect. The best thing about tennis is when <laughs> someone challenges a call and oh, then you, and then the ball comes in, you hear the crowd go, Ooh. Ooh. and then and then like it zooms in and you still don't know and you're like, what the fuck? That's so close. <laughs> you, they don't have that anymore because they've got ah. computers telling you when it's out. It's yeah, ruined tennis. An already shit sport just got ruined even more <laughs> because they don't allow people to challenge the calls. I hate Mate. it. I fucking hate it. Mm, I'm with you, dude. My, my, that's the first thing my dad said. We're sitting down watching the tennis. We only ever watch it for um, literally the Aussie Open and probably Wimbledon for a couple of nights. But um, he goes, where are the linesmen? Like, what's happened to this? And then uh, my dad, it's all computer generated. He goes, this is shit. It, it, it was the same. He's it, it, just like the theater, the theater of Absolutely. it all. It's gone. It's I'm all the theater, about man. the theater. It's a hundred. Mm. It's again, it's more WWE shit. It's all about the theater, Nathan. It's all we care about. I don't care oh, what's mate. going on on the court. Nobody does. It's fucking tennis. Nobody cares about tennis. I don't care how much money you make. And fucking fuck you, Roger Federer. What you do? Why aren't you here? <laughs> you know Roger... you... <laughs> Nick, you know what Roger Roger Federer is? What? He's timeless. Oh, why do you say that, buddy? <laughs> oh, Nick, because I'm nice and mad having you sunk all the time. What's the game? 
fuck. <laughs> oh, Nick, I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't mean to do that to you. But um, this song has its moments. So actually, uh, the, the certain parts are, are really like... So Aaron Paul is the singer, Nick Brown, as we know. He's been around since um, Restoring Force. So he was a really good clean guy then. Still a really good clean guy now. Don't think he's, like, his screams are that good. They don't really differentiate as to where they were before with Austin. But um, so now, did you see they're signed to Sharp Tone Records now? Oh, really? I didn't know that. No, I didn't know that at yeah, all. Yeah, so they've departed Rise Records last month, and they've announced Nick. So this song is the title track to the first of three EPs coming out in 2021. So that, the first one will come out in two weeks. So that'll be on Feb 26th, along with Architects and Slowly Slowly's double album. And um, yeah, one to look for. Uh, yeah, what would you think of this? I like, yeah, I actually quite like the song. Um, I was quite impressed with it. Mm. It, had, it had a very old school metalcore feel to it, which I appreciate to some degree because I think I still I back older mice and men in man I know everyone like Austin Carlisle's a questionable person but like the flood was so good like the yeah. flood was like especially for that era of metal peak era flood yeah was peak so era yep. and even restoring force was really good and then they just kind mm. of fell off a cliff and unfortunately Austin say again say what you want but like he has a distinct voice and there was just something about him that like it gravitated you towards him like that it's band, the it factor Nick. he had it he had that and like unfortunately even though aaron is really decent at what he does he's a great clean yeah. vocalist and his yep. screams aren't bad by any stretch no they're not it will always be compared to austin and in comparison to austin they're just not there they're just not there so but musically well, it's fantastic they cooked themselves in um cold world when that came out that was just so yeah. awful that um the momentum they built to that stage just really left, and then Austin left, and they're rebuilding as with Mice and Men. But like I said to you, I think they should have just changed the name, go something yeah. else, and just start a new band. Um, nah, couple can't of other get, things can't get that uh, fucking ready yeah, coming. <laughs> <laughs> so true, isn't it? So Luca Brasi, um, our boys, I uh, really like this band. So first album I've really listened to by them in full. Everything is tenuous, so that's out now. Nick, they're just an older version of Slowly Slowly for me. They're just okay. great rock band, great rock band. Got a couple of great jams on here. Check out The Truth and Tangled Content, which is a really good song. Nice bass tones throughout. Tazzy Boys and um, doing really cool things. A um, couple of others. Citizen have a new song called Blue Sunday. They've got a new album coming, Life in Your Glass World, on March 26th. So, decent sad boy band. And Nick, um, a band that we quite liked a couple of years ago called Trash Boat. Yes. have a new song called he's so good i really like this band they had a couple they had a song in the hundred a few years ago but um the album crown shyness was really cool i really like the the vibes from this band and this song was really good as well so definitely another one to check out and yeah lots of good music this week for a change oh about fucking time we got some music, <laughs> yeah. Some music. uh yeah trash bird good like man like i, I think that like, mm. what was their song um wait uh, sh- for the death yeah watching yeah, like yeah, and they had one. Was it last year they had one, or maybe maybe it was twenty nineteen that they had, they had one. Sh- was- they had shade. They had inside out, and they inside had out was really good. Yeah, so that those two, they were the first two songs really good. Then last year they had synthetic sympathy, it was a decent single. We we put them in the um the backbone playlist, but this is their first real good song since that. So 2021. Sick. I like Trash yeah. Boat. I got time. I got a lot of time for Trash Boat, Nathan. Got a lot of time for Trash Boat. I don't have much trash. Time. I don't have much time for you. No, you're just trash. You're just trash. Band's Trash Boat. Um, what would your band be called, Nathan? You have to make a band right now. What's uh, what's the name that first name that comes to your mind? The Syndicate. <laughs> I like it. I'm a fan. What's um? What's the image? What are you? What are you dressing as? Uh, we're dressing up with real shady glasses as I am now, all in black in suits. But you come out, we got masks. Oh, I like it. And the uh, syndicate, we are as one. And what's your first album called? We are as one, Nick. That's 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 our catch cry. That's the debut album. And what's your first single called? Uh, we are as one. <laughs> Sorry, track. you're gonna say that, and I still ask the question. Which member gets the first allegation against him? Oh. Uh, Definitely me. I'm the creator oh, of the syndicate. Nick. No. Nick, I'm the creator of the syndicate. People no. are going to come from everywhere thinking that we're not who we are, like as the no. syndicate, because we wear masks. But I'm the the creator, the brains behind it. Nick, oh, uh, unfortunately, uh, my cover's been blown. Damn it, Nathan! It's a fucking shame, isn't it? Um, yeah. Well, that was a good. What I can't wait for the syndicate to release their first fucking music. I'm excited. <laughs> I mean, what kind of sound are you guys rocking? 
Uh, we're, we're blues R&B slash dubstep. <laughs> oh, you lost me on that. You had me until that, mate, but I had Well, I couldn't be a shitty metalcore band, could I? Be yes, you can. <laughs> maybe I'd be maybe a band similar to the Refused. Have that cool kind of era, that kind there of sound. Go. That's better. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I know Probably wouldn't wear sunny. I know a few bands you could rip off. Don't worry. I can give you a list. Converge, maybe? Ah, uh, yeah. Thornhill. Yeah, <laughs> Converge, Thornhill. Whatever you want. Fucking Thornhill. <laughs> Nick, what's the movie? What, what's a good movie for the week? Give give the people something to go out with. What do you uh, got? Do you I, watched, I watched Knives Out last night. Um, oh, yeah. That's on um, that's on Amazon Prime. One Amazon of the good ones. Prime. Yeah, I quite enjoyed it. Um, good little watch. A couple of hours. How's the cast on it? Yeah, it's a fucking huge cast. Um, it's it's just kind of like Mate. Cluedo. It's like a Cluedo. It's who done it and um, murder mystery kind of thing. All kind in of movies. based in the one yeah. house, kind of for most of the movie at least. And uh, yeah, it's really good, really fun. I like I like quick quick witty dialogue, and um, I love I love a mo- any movie that has kind of like a who done it element to it. I'm easy to sucker in. Just put yeah, like that. It's just it can be the shittest movie ever, but I'm always going to be questioning like who did it, who did this fucking murder, and yeah, um, they're good yeah, fun. It's good. It's a really good movie. What about you? Anything good? Ah, oh, Nick, catch me if you can. That's a movie I've been oh, going to watch. Classic for, movie I've been going to watch for the longest time. It came out, I think, in '06, and I yeah. thought I used to really not like Tom Hanks. I used to think he was just shit. And then I look back at his catalogue of movies now. I'm like, the guy's probably the goat. The guy's <laughs> been in that many. He's been in that many good movies. I'm like, I hate this guy's voice, but I watched it back, and Leo is in that movie. I think yeah. it. I think it's a Spielberg movie. It's got fucking John Williams doing the score. It's an amazing story. It's If you haven't watched it, fucking watch it. I'm telling you now. I'm telling you right now, Nathan, when I used to play Tiggy in, in primary school. I you know that's be... a TV show coming? Tiggy? Oh, Tag. Called Tag? Yeah, yeah. yeah I, d- I do know that. Like, it's professional Tag or some shit like that. Mm. Yeah, it looks garbage. <laughs> I've seen, I've seen it. It's, an Ameri- it's another one of those American adaptations kind of thing. Not as it's... bad as Holy Bolly. How fucking dare you talk about Holy Moly with anything but grace and overwhelming praise. It is one of the shows of the decade. It's incredible. I love it. I'm a huge fan. Someone, I saw someone on fire as they were hitting a golf ball. It was, I was like, what the fuck? And I love the idea of like, they're like, we've got professional golfer. And they're like, when they miss a shot, Montana. it's like, yeah, they're like, they miss a shot, and they're like, oh, how could she miss a shot? She's a professional golfer. It's like, yeah, because she's on fire. Like, of course she's missing a shot. I don't think she ever had to be on fire when she was at the PGA Tour. <laughs> like, oh, you got to hit, hit it through people getting fucking chokeslammed on the stage <laughs> yeah. through tables. Like, like mate, and you got cameras on you as well. Like, that's extreme pressure for a TV show. Oh. It's, not like the, it's not like the Aussie Open here. You're at the Open, you got two or three fucking cameras around you. This is be screwed. You got Rod Riggle commentating for fuck's sake. Matt yeah. Jervington as well. Odd, odd choices. Odd why, choices is the host. But why yeah. in tennis do you have to be quiet in your, when you're in the audience for the for the point? That always weirded me out. I've, like, I, I I've understand never been for a... golf. I understand for golf because golf is like every shot is everything kind of thing. And I, I know people go, every shot's everything for uh, that as well. Cricket, you can make as much noise as you fucking want. There is like, well, and you are you are getting ball, you are getting a really hard ball bowled 150 k's at your body, and you can have any drunk person yelling whatever the fuck they want at you. But in tennis, you have to be like. People will kick you out when you start sticking your finger up at Raffin the Dahl. I'm with, I'm standing by this girl. I'm standing by the woman who fucking uh, flipped him off. Tennis is the last real gentleman's game, if I make that clear. So, like, the old royalty of the, I'm pretty sure the British monarch invented the game as a gentleman's sport, 1v1. It's very, you get your ass kissed as a tennis player, Nick. You've seen it. They get towels handed to them. They don't yeah. pick up their own balls. Mate, it's the most princey sport. Like, you look at the divas that play tennis, mate. Like, I'm telling you, it shits me to watch. And, like, I know Nadal's one of the greats of all time, but he takes 30 seconds per – like, they brought that new um, time clock in basically for him per yeah. serve now to stop him taking, like, a minute before he serves the ball. Like, it's just little shit like that that really pisses me off, mate. And, like, I, I'm a sport lover. I am. I love my sport, but – there's always been something with tennis that gripes me. Fucking gripes me. Like Nadal's like, oh, I've, I've been, I've, I was in another five set of five hour matches. Like, yeah, because every time you serve, you take two minutes in between. It's not hard. Like, well, that's the thing. Like, he'll win a set six love, and it'll be a forty minute set because he takes so long. And, and like, you, you'll see Djokovic play a six love set, and it's over in twenty minutes, twenty five minutes. Like, he's pretty bad too, but no one near as slow as Nadal. But yeah, yeah it is. What I'm, it I'm, is, a, I'm, I'm, an, I'm a curious man now. I'm, I'm completely on. 
on him. I've been on him for a while, but like, oh for sure, I, mate, he's I, hilarious. I, I, I love the way he just deliberately fu- loses points when he knows he's not going to lose the, he's not going <laughs> to win the set. It's just so good to me because I do the exact same thing. Like everyone else has to like disguise it. They have to pretend like, oh damn, I went for a big winner and it went out. He just literally just hits it on the. He's like, I don't want it. <laughs> You've won the set. It's fine. You're four. You're four one up. I'll just give you yeah. this set and then I'll lose. You'll the fight, But that's okay. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Exactly. He'll just start fresh again in the next set, which is really how you have to be as an individual tennis player. Like you got to start again. Like if you're two sets to love down, you got to start thinking I'm going to win the third set. Then so on, so forth. But yeah, he's good value. He's good fun. He's John McEnroe in the modern era. So that's that's what it is. Bring back the fucking challenge. Is he copying? Is he um copying? Him, Nick Brown, is that where we're John going with McEnroe. Thornhill versus um, Tuttle Shine, whatever the fuck the name is? A bit of I John did, McEnroe. I did, see John, I did see John McEnroe say, um, Mom, post a meme, Mum, well, I want John McEnroe. And Mum said, We got John McEnroe at home. Nick Kyrgios. <laughs> John McEnroe at home was Nick Kyrgios. I remember seeing that meme. Um, Have you, <laughs> I've got another movie part for you. Have you seen Anger Management? Uh, no, I haven't actually. Jack Nicholson, Adam Sandler. <laughs> I know he cops a lot of shit for his movies, like because of obviously Happy, Happy Gilmore and like the Waterboy being silly spoofs and Billy Madison. But anger management, there's something about this movie, Nick. It's like the Longest Yard, same corner era Sandler. Yeah, I fucking love this movie, and to have Nicholson, John McEnroe's in it, and fucking Jack Nicholson's, <laughs> he's like he's um like he's fucking mind coach, like teaching him what to do and stuff, and he puts him in the corner and says that was out, no, but you're in, and it's it's funny. You got to watch it. It's a good movie. <laughs> Very good movie. God Very funny. It. John C. Riley's a Buddhist in it. Oh, John C. Riley's a phenomenal actor, and I won't tell you. I won't allow you to tell me any different. I uh, can't argue that. Nick Jimmy nah, Cox, walk hard. <laughs> All right, too easy. Um, we better finish the show up. We've been talking about tennis and movies for the last ten minutes. Um, yeah, uh, cheers for listening. Um, we'll be back next week and all that nonsense. Uh, it'll be all in good fun. Um, don't take anything we said too seriously, um, et cetera, et cetera. Syndicate. Syndicate. Get ready for Syndicate's new release and um, bring back the challenge system in the Australian Open. Um, and I'm also a professional athlete. Get that right. Bye.